What's up, Bias Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Totally Biased Podcast. This is episode 27, chugging right along. Appreciate all the viewership. Uh, our past podcasts have been a little depressing, and this one's going to be even sadder today, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and kind of what he's meant to society and the sports culture. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to dive right into Kobe. Okay, guys, welcome in. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how this one's going to go. Uh, it's been a pretty sad day for me. Uh, Nick and I have been watching uh, the ESPN special on Kobe for the last couple hours. Uh, it's it's one forty-seven p.m. on the West Coast, and the, the news broke around 10 a.m., I think, uh, Pacific time. So it's been roughly three and a half hours, almost four. Uh, so we just wanted to talk about Kobe. Um, but I think before we go into actual, you know, uh, the stats and the athlete that he was, um, you know, in sports, we really take for granted uh, the athletes that we watch day in and day out. Uh, you know, we we really don't know, uh, you know, these athletes as people. We just have social media. We have video clips. We have, you know different opinions from analysts and, you know, uh, basically stats. Uh, and so, you know, most of these athletes really pride themselves on being a great person and we just see them for what they are as athletes and we criticize them. We ridicule them. We judge them for the things they do on and off the court, but really don't take into consideration, that the type of person that they want to be. Uh, and Kobe was one of those people that just wanted to be a better person. He was an alternate, uh, an ultimate competitor, um, but an even a more family man uh, and role model. Um, he really wanted to be the best dad that he could be. He really wanted to be the best person that he could be in all assets of his, of his life, uh, whether that was being a basketball player, being a director for uh, the movie that won an Oscar, whether it's being a dad, um, or just being a role model for younger players and people in the in the in the world, uh, and so um, you know, listening to all the analysts and athletes come out and speak about Kobe um, just puts really everything into perspective about him. And you know, being a Boston fan, you know, you grew up hating the Lakers, and there were so many games that I've watched where, you know. Kobe would just take over a game and you just watch in awe as he just, it just couldn't miss. And um, it was in all, you know, facets of the game that he was better than the next guy. And, um, you know, it was uh, a, a real treat to have him in our generation because he, he is our Michael Jordan. We, I don't remember Michael really. I don't remember watching him, but I sure as hell will remember Kobe forever. He was our Michael Jordan. We grew up watching him as being one of the best players of all time. Uh, and, um, you know, he he wanted to be in that conversation. Um, and when he first came in the league at 18 years old, as a teenager, everybody laughed. Everybody was like, oh, this guy's chest is sticking out too far. His, his head's too big. He's too cocky. He'll never be as good as Michael. Well, 
you know, here we are 20 years, 22 years later, he retired a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, he's regarded as the top five player of all time. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a really sad day. It's a tragic day. Um, you know, my deepest condolences go out to his family. Um, his daughter, Gianna, who was 13 was on the flight as well or on the helicopter. So, um, that's even, it's even more sad. Um, but you know, just as much as he affected the sports culture, he affected pop culture. Um, he was an icon off the field or off the court. Uh, he won an Oscar just over a year after retiring uh, from the NBA. Um, and he was really prepared to um, begin this next stage of his life. You know, he, he said that playing basketball was just the beginning. And now he was getting ready to, to start another journey. Uh, so, um, you know, the possibilities were endless with him. Uh, he had an incredible drive, uh, and, you know, it's, it's just fine to think about. We, we take his name for granted, you know, when we go into, we go into a, a sporting goods store and we, there's a, there's a basketball in the, in the little kiosk there in the middle of the aisle and you pick it up, you dribble it around. And then when it's time to leave, you throw it back in the. In the bin, you just yell, Kobe. Yeah. You know, Kobe. you uh, take a piece of paper, you crumple it up, shoot for your trash can at home, Kobe. You know, uh, I remember playing in my driveway, you know, practicing a step back, practicing a turnaround, practicing a layup, practicing a dunk, practicing anything and just being like, oh, I, I, I want to be Kobe. I want to be like Kobe. Um, you know, these are all things you don't think about in the moment because, you know, Kobe was 41. You were like, oh, great. Well, I'll be watching highlights of Kobe for the next 25 years while he's still alive, you know. Um, so it's just a reminder that, uh, you know, we're all human uh, and anything can happen. You know, I mean, Kobe was riding helicopters for decades. That's how he got around. You know, uh, he brought where he used it to go to games, he used it to bring family places. He used it, you know, for his daughters and for his uh, for his ex extended family. So it's. um um, it's, un it's unfortunate the circumstances that he, you know, died because of how often he used helicopters and just how normal they were, you know, it was like a, just an, an average day. So, um, extremely sad. Um, and you know, it just reminds me of, you know, really cherishing the, the moments that we have these athletes and people in our lives because they really do, uh, do way more than we realize, um, and to appreciate them. For who they are, you know, not as uh, a competitive athlete of a rival or of any team. Um, it's important to see them as people and to really understand that um, that it's a job and they are working every day to better themselves in every you know way of life. Um, so that being said, uh, we'll kind of dive into the pop culture side of Kobe um, and. Yeah. So how do you, you know, how does this affect you today, Nick? Kind of like, you know, what did, what effect did Kobe have on you if at, you know, if at any point during his career? <clears throat> so this is an interesting, uh, interesting thing for me. So me and Cipro are a little bit too, like we're, we're different in ways. So I really have only started, started paying attention to basketball in the last two years. Uh, I remember seeing Kobe's last game and I knew who Kobe was. Um, in fact, if you said basketball, I thought of two names, Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and probably Kobe Bryant first. 
Um, and I grew up in New England. Like, <clears throat> I just knew of Kobe Bryant. Uh, anytime there was, like, I could, he was one of the few faces in the NBA that I could identify for not even paying attention to the sport. Um, but I also want to take a second and just be like, you know, sports aside, this is a human being. This is a family that just lost 50% of its immediate family. Like, uh, in the matter of uh, just a normal day, he was at a basketball game last night with his daughter. Wait, no, no, he was, he was going to her basketball game today. Yeah. He was just doing normal dad things, um, for Kobe's level. And just, uh, like you said, we can make it all about sports, but at the end of the day, there's a family that just lost a dad and one of their siblings and daughter. And that needs to be taken into consideration that a person's more than sports. Obviously that's what made his name and what made us know him, but he's still just as human as we are. I think that the tragic uh, timeliness of this or not, I guess unexpectedness at 41, I was uh, talking with some friends already and see pro about it. It's just, I think when you think a celebrity and the millions of dollars, you think, they almost have that like teenage immortality view from your perspective. Like, Oh, they're going to live a long life because they just, they're going to be, I mean, he's an athlete. He has millions of dollars access to things. And so this is a big wake up call. Um, that at the end of the day, we're all mortal. Uh, mortality is going to affect hundred percent of us. And really, you know, if anything, take, take value and stock in your own life and what matters. And so, I mean, what he meant, what he meant to me was, like you said, he was a term that I used and I wasn't even like a fan. Like I'd just be shooting crumbled up paper in class and just shout Kobe and interrupt the class and piss my teacher off. Um, all the time it was like that. And so you have two different types of people where like you just knew Kobe Bryant um, as the celebrity, which is on my end. But then Cipro, who's very invested in sports and his sports is like an investment. He feels with the players when like they get injured, when this happens. Um, and I think that's important to know, like everybody has, like they place in a, in a way their identity into something like me. I, I place my identity have, heavily in my faith. I think uh, you can know that the country is divided on politics. A lot of people place their identity in politics. And they're like, when one of those candidates lose, they, uh, people cry. Um, and then there's also people who place it in sports. None of these are right or wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not just somebody passing. This is people idolized him. This was a hero that they looked up to. I mean, he resurrected an entire basketball team and made an entire city proud and gave it a generation something to look up to and better themselves and to be the best version of themselves. Um, and for the large portion of sports fans that look at Kobe um, as almost a family member because you've seen him for 20 years on the screen, uh, this is a huge loss uh, to not only the sports community, but just the country as a whole and what he represented. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had... You know, whether it's other family members or, or friends that just don't like, that don't really follow sports or don't like sports, you know, that they don't understand uh, the passion, they don't understand the competitiveness and all that. Um, but this is another perfect example of why um, uh, sports are so much more than just the playing field or surface, right? Um, you know, he... He did so much on the court, but he meant so much more to people off the court and had touched way more lives um, doing what he's done off the court um, to just, just you know, in, in ode to his, his personality, just the person that he was, and um, just, just the guy, you know, just the, just the guy, just the human being. Uh, and so, you know, um, 
you connect with people on, on all, all kinds of levels when that happens, you know, not only are you, do you have a voice on the court and, um, you know, people are millions of people are watching you every, every game that you play and look up to you, but also you have, uh, the complete off the court side where you are just bettering yourself as a human being, whether that's trying to become a director or become a better father and being a role model for future kids and teenagers. Uh, and so that's why it's, um, you know, when, uh, when people ask me that, it's like, why do you love sports so much? It's like, well, it's a, it's, it's not just about the sport. It's about, uh, just being a better person, you know? And that was, that's one of the bigger, that's one of the bigger ideas of, of playing a sports team to, you know, playing, playing sports is that like, you know, some, some coaches mentality and, um, perspective is that I'm not teaching you football. I'm teaching you how to be a man. I'm, I'm not teaching you hockey. I'm teaching you about, you know, how to be a better person in your, in your everyday life, you know, through competitiveness, um, through, uh, relationships with your teammates, your coaches, uh, bonding, stuff like that. So, um, it's a, it's a whole other, you know, long conversation about, you know, sports in the everyday workplace, but it, I um, mean, but it's also about being part of a collective. If you've ever gone into a stadium, mm-hmm. And you're with all those fans rooting for something bigger than yourself. Or mm-hmm. so it feels at least <clears throat> there's a unification. There's um, a camaraderie that's built in. And it's one of the real like great things about sports and the players that play it. You're unified. This person brings you together. Um, it, can, it can bond friendships. I mean, we can talk about, you know, with the Ducks and everything and how we found friends in that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how it works. So uh, not to, you're right. It's, that's it topic for another podcast but it's important to note if you don't like sports they're so far reaching and so important that just don't dismiss this it's just a a random athlete passing Mm -hmm. yeah so um to go in well we'll actually we'll take a a quick break uh, and then um i just wanted to go through just some statistical stuff about kobe and just how great he really was um for those that uh don't follow basketball um these numbers, I mean, stats don't lie. That's my favorite thing about <laughs> about stats is they don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Uh, so just going to run down uh, a couple things for Kobe and just kind of um, relish his greatness a little bit um, on the day of his passing. And then uh, we will finish up. Uh, it's going to be a short one. Uh, we'll have, I think, another episode published uh, in the next couple days um, just to kind of piggyback uh this week to have two uh we wanted to do this kobe one um kind of individually uh we thought that's you know what he deserved and what we both wanted to do so we'll put this one out and then we'll have a second one in a couple days uh which is more along the lines of our normal our, our normal episode so when we come back we'll talk about stats All right, welcome back. Uh, so, to run down a couple things about Kobe, um, played for the Los Angeles Lakers for twenty years, nineteen ninety six to two thousand and sixteen. Uh, he was a five time NBA champion. He three peated from two thousand two thousand and two, one in two thousand and nine, one two thousand and ten. Two thousand and nine was against my Boston Celtics. So. That's a bummer, but 
<laughs> he was a two-time NBA Finals MVP. He was the NBA Most Valuable Player in 2008. He was an 18-time NBA All-Star, which is an NBA record. Second closest is LeBron with 16. He was a four-time NBA All-Star Game MVP. He was an 11-time All-NBA First Team. He was a two-time All-NBA Second Team, a two-time All-NBA Third Team. He was a nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, a three-time NBA All-Defensive Second Team, and a two-time NBA scoring champion. So you're saying he was an accomplished athlete. He won the slam dunk contest in 1997. We're still going. <laughs> he was the NBA all-rookie second team in 1997. He also has two numbers. The only person to have two numbers retired by a single team, number eight and number 24. Ooh, why is that? Uh, he just wore both. He, like, he hit For his first half, he wore eight, and then his second half or so, I don't know the exact years, but he wore 24. I forget why he switched, but he, I forget why, but he wore 8 and 24 and LA uh, retired both of those numbers. Wow. Um, he, in 1996, in his like senior season in high school, before he went to the NBA, he was the player of the year and he was the first team All-American in 1996. So literally for 20 years straight, he has been an absolute icon in the NBA world. And in 2018, he won an Oscar for his uh, animated short film, Dear Basketball. The guy was not even two years outside of basketball and won an Oscar. That's crazy. He switched numbers, if you care, because it was the first number he ever wore in his, like all the way back his freshman year of high school. Was 24? Yep. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just, uh, a great example of, uh, Kobe's drive and competitiveness was that reaching out to writers and directors when he was trying to figure out, you know, how to write well, or, you know, how to direct well for his short film. Um, and, um, Kobe was very humble, uh, Outside of basketball, I feel like on the court, he was tenacious. He was in your face, you know, the ultra competitive, the ultra, uh, you know, Mamba mentality, right? Like the, the, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to go at you and I will score. This is how I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. Right. It's the typical, the typical, you know, ultra competitive athlete. Um, And you know, outside of basketball, he was very humbled. Yeah, he was humbled by his family, um, humbled by um, other, you know, top tier talent at other things other than basketball. Whether that was directing, writing, uh, music, um, you know, all of this stuff. He was he was very um, he was very humble. You know, during the times you know after basketball, and you know. Um, he really changed his tune about other basketball players. I feel like too, after he retired um, because throughout LeBron's journey, you know, to become the greatest and another ultra competitive and, you know, ultra competitor in LeBron and, and that, um, and uh, you know, that, that dog mentality, if you will, Kobe has really 
or had really opened up to him and was following him and congratulating the entire way. And I mean, his know, last tweet that he ever sent was to congratulate him for breaking his record. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, during the, you know, his Laker years, his playing years, you know, he wouldn't, he didn't want another big ego on his team. He didn't want another top five player on this team because the Lakers were his and that was it. He's like, this is my team. I'll make it work. Give me role players and we'll be fine. Um, and when LeBron was thinking about going to LA, Kobe really changed his tune and was like really open to it. Um, and, you know, that just shows the gratitude and the appreciation of the game and of the human being. Um, well, I want to talk about like his human side. So take the court away. NPR uh, published a segment today where um, I guess at one point he has like a, an exclusive reporter he was going to for big events or announcements. He would like give give her the the shtick first, and she once asked, "Is because I'm like a, a female or something?" And he said, "No, you're passionate about your job." Uh, and she recalls the very first interview she had with him. Uh, they had a 15 minute block out of his schedule that was allotted, and he stayed there for almost 45 minutes. Um, even after the interview was done, he just shot the breeze with her. Um, and he's this big guy, and this was a new reporter in the field. And yet he took – and he's, she asked why, right? And he just said, I love that passion that you have for your job. Like, that's almost that greatness recognizes greatness kind of thing. Yep. And it just shows, though, he was humble off, like, the field, and he was just, like, a, a genuine person saying, like, hey, like, let's just shoot the breeze. It doesn't have to be all business all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you're a new reporter, how intimidating must it be to have, you know, top five great – you know, have that interview, but then he just shoots the breeze with you. Yeah. He's a decent human being. Yeah. Uh, and just the timing, you know, uh, whether it's yeah. an actor, actress, an athlete, whatever, like there's, it's, a, oh, there's, there's never a good time, but just the, the fact that LeBron uh, passed Kobe last night uh, for third all time, uh, and you know, there is a rumor going around that Kobe was out celebrating with LeBron last night. Um, but you know, that's the, that's the sports, uh, team player mentality in me. That's hoping that he did get to see LeBron after that. Um, cause that would be really sad if he never got to congratulate LeBron. But like you said, you know, his last tweet was, con- was, uh, congratulating him. Um, so hopefully Kobe got that chance last night. I mean, he was at the game, right? No, he wasn't. Oh, I thought he threw, I thought it- so no. They said he was wearing a uh, Lakers jersey at the Pelicans game or whatever. Not Pelicans, the Pennsylvania team. The seventy six, uh, seventy six years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he. I don't. He wasn't there. I okay. don't think. Um, but fake news, my bad. Yeah, because it was. I mean, they they would have showed that clip today if that was the case last night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, he he wasn't there. But like I said, he was showing support to you know for LeBron the entire way. Um, and so hopefully that rumor is true and that he, he did get to see LeBron last night, you know, and congratulate him himself. I mean, he you, was in LA. You, so. you talk about the time and I kid you not, I check Yahoo news a lot and you know how you can scroll through the top five. Mm-hmm. The very first one was LeBron breaks Kobe's record. By the time I got to the end, it was Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Yeah. So hopefully that's, you know, that's the case. Uh, him and his daughter were going to. Um, her basketball game today with another parent and player, which is also extremely, extremely sad. So, uh, all right. Any last thoughts? No, I just uh, thoughts and prayers to all the families affected and involved in this and the, that whole team. Cause if you've ever played a sport, that team becomes your family. So 
there's just going to be a lot of people hurting here in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to the to the country, really. Yeah, it, this is going to be a story for for a super long time, uh, rightfully so. Um, but let's, you know, uh, at the same time, let's not forget the other two people that were on that plane too. You know, Kobe's going to get the press. Gianna's going to get the press, but. You know, there were three other, actually three others because with the pilot included. Oh, not to forget about the pilot as well. Yeah, uh, the pilot and that extra parent and player that was on uh, Gianna's team, that they were all going to the game together. So, you know, thoughts and prayers for everybody on that plane. Uh, and um, let's all be more appreciative and really, uh, you know, cherish the small things, uh, not be so negative. Um, Appreciate because, the people in your life. Yep, exactly. And uh, just making sure you say I love you and that you appreciate the ones you do. And Life goes quick. Being thankful uh, mm-hmm. for the ones that you do as well. Uh, again, Kobe Bryant, uh, dead at 41. 1978 to 2020. Yep. RIP. Your legacy lives on, my man. Peace out.